It's another crazy, crazy, crazy news day. And so we got to kind of go through all the headlines and understand what's going on all around the country because I want to make sure you guys don't miss anything. You probably have a live too and you don't want to be surfing the internet looking out for all these stories. But don't worry. I've got your favorite stories here and we're ready to go. So let's talk about New York for a second. Now, obviously, you know, it's a liberal wasteland and well, all of their politicians for the most part are pretty, uh, let's just say communist at this point. Let's not even try to lighten the load for you guys. And let, let's be honest too as well. The New York AG, Letitia James, communist. She's a horrible person. She is on a mission to completely destroy President Donald Trump. And it's all because she doesn't like him. And well, today she came out and she made some claims Let's take a look at this. So Letitia James is threatening to seize Trump Tower. That's just the latest. Now, obviously, as many of you know, there was that $355 million fine that the president was slapped with. Again, no jury, a biased judge who is a well-known Democrat donor. Uh, he literally wouldn't even allow him to speak he, what he did was very selective. It was, it was just, it was, it was a railroad job, a political hit job, whatever you want to call it. And so now Tish James is saying, oh, if you can't pay the $355 million, I'm going to seize all your assets. But don't listen to me tell you, of course. Let's have the little communist pig tell you herself. If he does not have funds uh, to pay off the judgment, uh, then we will seek, uh, you know, judgment enforcement mechanisms in court and we will ask the judge to seize his assets. Trump was held liable for exaggerating his wealth and inflating the value of his real estate so banks would give him low-interest loans. Trump insisted the banks liked doing business with him. They said no victim, no one got harmed, the banks got paid back, so no harm, no foul. Why is that not the case in your view? So financial frauds are not victimless crimes. He engaged in this massive amount of fraud, and it wasn't just a simple mistake, a slight oversight. The variations were wildly exaggerated, and the extent of the fraud was staggering. 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 Gosh, that woman is disgusting to look at. It's really difficult to watch her, especially on TV, but she's somebody who literally ran on the campaign promise that she was going to go after this man, and so she's living up to her promise, which we usually ask politicians to do. So it's interesting to see and to witness. But again, let me remind you guys, the judge in his case literally appraised Mar-a-Lago at $18 million. You can't even buy a parking lot for $18 million in that side of Palm Beach. So it's interesting to see her pretend like he did inflate his wealth. He didn't. And as a result of all of this, well, New York is collapsing. Businessmen are threatening to like not even go in and do business at this point in New York. They don't want to work there anymore. They don't want to do business there anymore. And rightfully so, why would you when you know you're going to become a political target if you're ever somebody who they disagree with? They will come after you and they will drain you financially. And even if you win, you're still going to get drained financially from these pigs. And so, yeah, you should be worried. You should be worried. But what is this all about? Well, New York is obviously losing now. They are losing business. And they're also flooding their city with illegals. And they're giving them incentives to come to New York. And so eventually, New York is going to ask for federal bailouts. I see it coming. They are irresponsible financially with their budget. They are irresponsible with everything else. And now they're about to lose massive amounts of businesses in their state. So it's only a matter of time before New York says, please, federal government, we need a handout. We need a hand. We can't collapse. Our and they're going to make the American people feel guilty and they're going to ask you for your federal bailout. And that's what's going to happen soon. It's going to happen either in New York or California. I don't know what's happening first, but it will.
But it's all because of things like this. Letitia James, a communist pig who wants the gun for the former president of the United States, somebody who she is even literally meeting with White House counsel about, who is Joe Biden's political opponent. So, of course, it's a political hit job. And speaking of that, let's turn to President Donald Trump and his pick for VP. Now, he spoke with Fox News, obviously, on Laura Ingram's show, and kind of gave a list of who he's thinking about for potential vice presidents. He did men mention Vivek Ramaswamy. He did mention Ron DeSantis, Tulsi Gabbard, Byron Donalds, Tim Scott, Christy Nome. So it's a short list. It's an interesting one, short list. Uh, realistically, I would probably say it's probably down to Vivek and Ron DeSantis. I don't see it being Byron Donalds. I don't see it being Christy Nome. She's kind of a rhino. If you guys recall, she's the governor from South Dakota who literally was bending her knees for businesses regarding transgender, uh, transgenders in sports and women's sports. And so she gave up for that. And then, gosh, Tulsi Gabbard. <laughs> That's not interesting. That's actually not good. Uh, although, you know, she seems like she's moderate these days. She is a Democrat and she was a rising star within the Democrat party. Barack Obama spoke highly of her. So yeah, I mean, if he wants to make Tulsi Gabbard a VP, it's pretty much they're not going to let him serve his term. So it's interesting. I think it's down to Vivek Ramaswamy and Ron DeSantis. I think those are the, probably the two best picks that you have there. Ramaswamy, another businessman, he gets it. Uh, not much in his background that I would be suspicious of. Ron DeSantis, hardcore conservative, I'd say. I do have my criticisms of him, but overall, he's a pretty damn good governor. So that's who I'd go with. You don't want Tim Scott. Tim Scott bends the knees for the BLM terrorists, and Byron Donalds does have a questionable background. But speaking of all that, I want to turn to another story. Fox News covered, and I think it's really important for us to play that little clip, but surprise, surprise. Joe Biden's health is declining, and we all know it. Let's take a listen to what their report was. Recently, the president and the White House have been trying to sort of play off the president's age as an asset and play up his experience. Uh, but when he was boarding Air Force One to head to California at Joint Base Andrews, he had a little bit of a stumble on the stairs, uh, heading up heading up the stairs onto Air Force One, and he was wearing these dress shoes that we haven't seen him in as much recently. They've been putting him in sneakers uh, because we had noticed that every time he's wearing the dress shoes seems to be when he is having issues on the stairs. Uh, but he wore those shoes and had a little bit of a stumble going up the stairs. So we will be watching to see if he switches out, switches back to the brand new black hokas that uh, he was spotted wearing in Delaware this past weekend, guys. You would think his team would put, you know, some sort of a grip on those stairs and put him in different shoes. Well, Jackie, and those were the shorter stairs because I, I yep. think he used to do the full flight and the White House changed that to the, the shorter version, right? Can't somebody just carry him up the stairs? <laughs> I think that's an image that no one wants to see. Um, but, you right. know, typically they have him in the, the Cole Haan sneakers. They're like dress sneakers. And yeah. I mean, let's be honest, a lot of people wear those, including on the Hill. They're, they're more comfortable. But, you mm -hmm. know, the president, especially when he's going to events, uh, likes to wear dress shoes. And seeing him in the, the Cole Haan's has been sort of a recent development in the last six months. But for whatever reason, ditched the dress shoes yesterday and had a slight stumble. I wouldn't say it's the worst of what we've seen. Uh, but, but there's a heightened awareness whenever right. anything like this happens, yeah. guys. Well, he is 40 times two, so now they're <laughs> making a joke about it. Jackie. 40 times two plus one. Okay, indeed. <laughs> Thank, Thank you so much. much. 
I don't even think it's funny, guys. I actually think it's absolutely disgraceful that we can't have a president running this country who could actually walk up a set of stairs and dress himself. I mean, there used to be a moment in our country's history where health, uh, personal health, was a requirement for somebody who is going to become the leader of the free world. And so this isn't a laughing matter. We have a president who can't even walk upstairs. He can't even dress himself. And so yet again, Joe Biden making us a global disgrace. Let's see. Ah, oh, we might get to some shutdowns, guys. And one can only hope. So apparently House Republicans are saying, they're kind of saying, expect a government shutdown. House Speaker Mike Johnson says, in the next coming weeks between the fights between Democrats and those who are threatening to, you know, deal to get a deal going he thinks that we're going to have a shutdown it's probably going to last for a few days and so that's the rumors on the hill right now according to axios ultimately a shutdown would be amazing let's be honest right we have a federal government that's not even doing the most basics and by most basics i mean protecting the american people is their only obligation of the government is to protect the american people and they are intentionally failing they're doing so because well they don't give a damn and so, yeah, you want to do a government shutdown? I'm all on board for it because there's nothing positive that is happening right now and that's coming out of our federal government. And so what's the worst that could happen with the federal government shutdown? They don't destroy our country. We don't just keep accruing massive amounts of debt. I mean, they have nothing that they're doing right now that's benefiting the American people. It's about Russia, Ukraine, Israel. Everything right now is about them. And I, you know, I joke and say that I threw Russia in there, and I think it's important to tell you guys because – Joe Biden and the White House right now are literally in talks about potentially later this week announcing sanctions against Russia. Sanctions have only made Russia stronger. So our federal government is making Russia stronger by continuing to pretend like they're going to slap uh, sanctions on Russia. It doesn't hurt Russia. It only hurts America every time we do sanctions. And so just another thing to keep in mind. So I'm on board. Federal shutdown. You guys could do it. And speaking of all of this, too, let's talk about... Lindsey Graham, he's hard to look at these days, but Lindsey Graham is uh, all on board on the defunding Ukraine, kind of. What he's saying now is he doesn't want to just keep giving these handouts. He's actually on President Trump's side, and he says that he is all on board. He thinks that we should make packages like this alone, not a gift. That's what President Trump is pitching these days regarding continuing to fund Ukraine. I strongly oppose even alone because ultimately ukraine's using this losing this war they're not gonna be able to repay the loan we all know that and so there's no reason to give them a loan and why are we continuing to fund this bloodshed i don't understand it anymore vladimir putin says he's willing to speak about coming to the table and, and you know negotiating Zelensky needs to feel the fire he needs to feel that the financial assistance is shutting down so that his his hand is pushed to the negotiation table We've got to end it. Ukraine's losing the war. They're going to lose land. And that's just the reality of all of this. And, and so whether they choose to accept it or not, I don't want to see either Russians or Ukrainians continuing to be killed. And so at this point, uh, it's not a win for the United States, but they pretend it is. Let's see. The Supreme Court rejects appeal from three GOP House members over $500 fines. Yes, you guys might remember Thomas Massey, along with MTG. Uh, they were all the ones who were pushing to not pay their fines. You might remember those masking fines that they were slapped with by Nancy Pelosi. Uh, they were each slapped with like $500 in those. So they wanted to, and, and Ralph Norman, by the way, I love that at him. Uh, but they also wanted the Supreme Court to weigh in on the mask requirements, which was a part of the House response to COVID-19. 
And well, they're not doing so. So I think it's interesting. I'm all on board though. Uh, I like the fact that Thomas Massey, MTG, and Norman, they've all pushed back and they've continued to do so. So I support it. They shouldn't have to pay these fines. I think it's outrageous, but uh, you know, Nancy Pelosi, another one, she is a treasonous pig. And so she's gonna, you know, keep doing that. And speaking of treason, let's pivot to the invasion that's being led by the Biden regime. According to Fox, Fox News, 7.2 million illegals have entered the United States since Biden has taken office. That amount is greater than the populations in 36 states. So we tell you it's an invasion, we mean it. Hell yeah, we mean it. And that's what we're seeing here right now. So 7.2, I mean, it's probably even higher than that, guys. Keep in mind, the numbers that they're giving you are probably not what's actually happening. It's not a reflection of what's going on. They don't want you to know that we're being invaded. They don't want you to see this, but they are leading, they are pushing these people into your communities because they want to overthrow the American voters. That's the reality, right? We have all these people who are coming in. They're so thankful for Joe Biden allowing them to invade. And so they're going to turn up in November and they're hoping they turn up in November. That's 7.2 million voters. And then they, a lot of them have had kids. So they've got these anchor babies that they've had since they've arrived. And so you should be worried. We should all be worried. I, I don't I don't see 7.2 being an actual figure. I think that's probably on the low end of the spectrum. I'm probably guessing significantly more. But it's disturbing. And, you know, Bill Mnugin from Fox continues to post videos of these people who are coming in. Now, obviously, Texas has kind of created barriers around Eagle Pass and in other areas. And so we see these migrants who are now appearing in California. And so take a look at this. He's got these videos where he's talking to these migrants. A lot of them are coming from China, which is alarming. And you should all be alarmed by that. Again, China is a communist country that hates us. They want to overthrow us as the great power that runs the world. And we are allowing them to do so by allowing their people to infiltrate. A lot of them are men, as you can see here. Ecuador, Colombia. And they're all claiming they're here because of economic reasons. But we know that's not the case. So we just kind of have to tolerate this until we get somebody else in the White House. I mean, there's no other way to stop this from happening. Unfortunately, every time there's going to be a Democrat who makes its way to the White House, this is going to continue to happen. This is all about drowning out voters, and they are successfully doing so. But they are getting some pushback, and thanks to Texas Attorney General Ken Paxson, they are getting that pushback. We talked about on the show, the real threat here, the NGOs. The NGOs are the ones who are funding. They are telling these migrants how to get into the United States, what they need to say, what they need to do. And so Paxson's had enough. He's going after the Catholic NGOs. And what these NGOs are, and I told you this a thousand times, I'm going to repeat it again. These NGOs, they pretend to be affiliated with the church. They're not. They are left-wing, radical left-wing extremist groups who are funded by uh, groups that hate us. They hate this country. And they tell these people how to get in and how to break into our country and how to commit crimes by lying on their asylum claims. And so they're helping shipping them all around the country and it's an absolute disgrace. So it looks like Ken Paxton is going after them uh, and rightfully so. I would say this is just the start though because there are so many of these groups who are posing as Catholic and Christian organizations and they need to be attacked. They need to be sued into oblivion. They need to be defunded. I know House Republicans said with HR2 they were looking to accomplish that, but well, lawsuits have to start piling up. And then let's wrap things up in Kansas City because I know a lot of us are critical saying that we haven't really heard much in the way of information regarding Casey and the shooting that took place during the Super Bowl parade. And it looks like 
you know, there's been some arrests made and a, a lot of these. So the reason why you're not hearing this isn't, you know, I, I would I would tell you if law enforcement's lying about something or if they're trying to stall you. It's not it's not crazy to hear law enforcement say we're not going to give you the names of the photos of the suspects because they are minors. That's usually pretty standard just to kind of throw that at you. But, um, you know, it's 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 got a lot of people up up in arms and I, and I don't blame them because we, we saw we talked about it a little bit yesterday. We saw the people who were arrested. We know that they're minorities and we know that our government protects minorities when they are arrested for crimes because I don't want you to stereotype. But if the truth is the truth, stereotypes don't get created. So where was it? I, th- I saw it. They, gosh, there was a part in this that had me cracking up this morning. I read it. Let's see. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you. Mays told police that he drew his gun at first and a crowd of people with kids picked one of the individuals in the group he was arguing with at random and started shooting. All because they said, I'm going to get you. And to him, that meant I'm going to kill you. And so that's his excuse. So he thought people were going to kill him. And so he, he opened fire. And sadly, he killed an innocent woman. And he shot 22 people. Uh, these are people. Kansas City is dealing with a gang infestation right now. We showed you the map. It's literally infested with so many gang members. It's heartbreaking to see 100% because you know Kansas City, Missouri, they don't deserve this nonsense. And the majority of the state is not up for this. So again, it's just interesting to keep seeing some of the details kind of trickling out. Most of the time, though, it's it, most of the time you have all this information pretty quickly. Uh, we all know if, if the shooter was uh, a white Christian male, you would have had all of the details at your fingertips. And so there definitely is some bias in here. Uh, I would definitely say that. But the two juveniles who are in custody right now, uh, they are someone you're not going to find out their information. It's just standard. That's how it works. All right. That was a lot to kind of push on to you guys. So I hope you were all caught up now in your headlines. It's been a crazy news cycle, folks. 2024 is going to be crazy. And so we are here for you. We're going to continue to tell you the truth and everything that's with it. And so you guys, I've said it once before, so I'm going to say it again. And under the Biden regime, I've never been more worried about my financial future. I called my good friend, Dr. Kirk Elliott, because I wanted to come up with a plan put in place to make sure I was secure. And he came with a plan for me to invest in silver. I'm rich. I've got my silver. I'm feeling so much better about my future. I highly recommend you give him a call and just chat with his team. 720-605-3900. And you could also head over to his website if you'd like to schedule an appointment. It's kirkelliottphd.com slash Brianna. And if you enjoyed that segment, make sure you hit that like button. And if you want to see the news before it becomes the news, you have to subscribe to our channel. And well, if you have a liberal friend that you're looking to save, make sure you share this content with them.